this afternoon, join me in standing. I will be reading Philippians 4.4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Brother Branson, can you open, uh, open us up in a word of prayer?
Well, praise the Lord. That's a beautiful song. I sure appreciate it very, very much. So I know you're expecting to see Brother Lalo. He and I don't look alike, by the way, in case you haven't figured that out. Um, they found out that Miss Caitlin's grandpa had passed away. So they've been working this morning, getting stuff ready uh, so they can get to the funeral. And so I told them just to uh, spend the day getting all that sorted out. So that's where he is. I've had a few people ask, and now you know what I know. All right, Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43. A year ago, we had the theme, uh, Fear Not, and this was a message that I had actually started to put together and then kind of set it aside and um, thought, you know, I'll keep that for a time when I need something to be, you know, quick. And uh, so I'm glad I had it today to be able to share with you. And um, I'm kind of debating on whether to go uh, a Chuck sermon on you. I'm kind of testing the waves here. Or would you rather have like a, you know, like a Sam Davison, hour, hour and something? As the Lord leads. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. It's nice to know Chuck's missed, amen? I'm leaning towards Chuck myself. It's been a long weekend. I'm sure you've had one also. So Isaiah chapter 43. If you can, stand with me. We're just going to read this one verse and jump right to it. There in verse number 1, Isaiah 43 But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Wow. Ooh, I love it. Thou art mine. Lord Jesus, we love you and we thank you for your great love for us. What a beautiful song that Miss Peyton shared with us about the blood of Jesus, and Lord, without that blood, heaven could not be our eternal home. Without your sacrifice of, of giving Jesus there on the cross for our sins, we could not know the freedom, forgiveness of sin. God, we thank you for that. Thank you so much that you loved us, and you cared for us, and heaven's our home. I pray to God that you would meet with us here this afternoon. pray that you'd be with Lalo and Caitlin, help them as they um, get things ready and get ready to travel, Lord. You uh, keep them safe. We love them and we thank you for them. We pray you would meet with us that you might be glorified. We love you and we ask these things in your wonderful and most precious name. Amen. And you may be seated. So I've entitled this, Brother Scott, Reasons Not to Fear. Reasons Not to Fear. And the first one is this, He redeems me. Man, I'm so thankful for the fact that he redeems me, that he loves me, he cared for me, he redeemed me. And there we, we read in uh, 43, verse number 1, towards the latter in there, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. You know, when fear begins to show its face and begins to reveal itself in our lives, we need to be mindful of this one thing, God redeemed me. He redeemed me, the price was paid, that heaven's going to be my eternal home, no matter what this world might bring against me, I've got a ticket to heaven. I'm going to heaven, and I'm so thankful for that. To think about the great love. 
wherewith he loved us that we might be redeemed. And he, he goes on in the next phrase and he says, I have called thee by thy name. Isn't it something to think about that God knows your name? I'm sure sometimes he looks down and he goes, Kevin Metzinger, what are you doing? There's times he looks down and he goes, Kevin Metzinger, you're pleasing me, son. Keep it up. But he knows my name. I mean, when we think about how much God loves us, he knows the hair on our head. Man, that's pretty awesome. He knows our name. He cares. He's redeemed us. What an awesome God that we get to serve. And then he closes with that thought, thou art mine. You know, I've had my wife kind of remind me a few times, you're mine. And I've reminded her, you're mine. But better than being hers, I'm his. I can never be taken out of his hands. One of the illustrations I love to use when I'm dealing with children and salvation, take them over to John chapter 10 and talk about the fact that we are placed in Jesus' hand and that is placed in God the Father's hand. Usually I'll take a coin, put it in my hand and say, here, try to take it out if they're small. Here, try to take it out. And they can't do it. And then I say, no, we're in the Father's hands. And that's where we are. We're right in the middle of Jesus' hands, right in the middle of God the Father's hand. He's not going to misplace us. He's not going to lose us. Praise God. Our, our ticket's punched. Heaven's going to be our eternal home. We are His. Man, how awesome can it be to know that we are His. What a blessing to be saved, to know that our sins are gone, to know that we are forgiven, and to know that heaven is our eternal home. The second thing we think about uh, when it comes to reasons not to fear, is that he protects me. He protects me. In Genesis chapter 15 and verse number 1, we read, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. We're told that he is our shield. He fights on our behalf. He protects us from the attacks of the, our enemy around us. Satan would love to destroy us. He would love to tear us apart. I'm so thankful to have God that comes to my defense and he rescues me. He's my, my shield. He is there to protect me from the attacks of my enemy. He is with, uh, it goes on and says that with exceeding great reward. And so as he protects me, he also rewards me. He is a great reward for me. He doesn't want to see me injured and hurt and not uh, any longer able to do battle for him. He wants to reward me. He wants us to have a little more, to be able to do a little more for his glory. And when you think about that phrase there, thy exceeding, so it's not like limited, it's not a little bit, but exceeding. And then he uses another good word, great. And so we have exceeding and great reward. You say, well, what is the reward? I don't know. But I know one thing. It's exceeding, and it's great, and it's coming from God. It's got to be pretty awesome, right? Maybe it's the rewards I'm going to get in heaven. Maybe it's a reward or blessing I'm going to get here on this earth. I know one thing. I'm glad to have it because it's exceeding and because it's great. Our third point, I told you this could be a Chuck message, is he strengthens me. He strengthens me. Isaiah 35, verse number 4. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. 
Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. So, as I've studied the scriptures, there's always been a portion of scripture that just gives me a little pause when I think about it. And that's with the Gideon, with Gideon and his army. You know, he, he starts out, he's got a, a large army, we could say, not as large as the enemy he's going to go against, but God says that's too large. And so he whittles it down, and then he whittles it down, and then he whittles it down. And I'm like, man, by the time he gets to the end of it, I'm, I, if, if I was Gideon, I'd be like, whoa, God, what are you going to do? How are you going to do this? And I think here he, he says, those fearful of heart. One of the questions that is asked among the warriors that have gathered together, if you have fear, just go on home. You can just go back to the house. No one's going to say anything. You can go on back to the house. I, I don't know if I'd be sticking around. I might have said, you know, I got a lot going on. I, I probably ought to get back to the house. And, you know, some of these brave young guys, they can get out here and fight this fight, but I may be going back. And there's times in my life that I might, I, I have a fearful heart from time to time. There's times that, you know, I've, I've worried about a situation. I've worried about how's this going to happen? What's going to be, what's going to go on here? How's this going to be? And it becomes a fearful situation. And God has promised me from his word, just be strong. Fear not. Be strong. Fear not. For behold, God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense, he will come and save you. I'm reminded many times I read about the nation of Israel and how that they had gone to do battle and they were outnumbered and they were outmanned. They were, everything was against them and God would work some great reward or some great blessing on their behalf and they'd win this great battle. I'm afraid that many times if I'm not careful, I begin to think to myself, listen, vengeance ought to belong to me. It ought to be mine to deal out. Uh, you know, I'd be mine to handle because, you know, these people have wronged me. And so I ought to be able to deal out the vengeance that I think is necessary. But in reality, I'm so thankful that's up to God. I'm, a God. I'm thankful that God is the one who says, listen, I'll take care of the vengeance. You just stay true to me. You just walk with me. You just stay true to me. I'll take care of the vengeance side. Even God with a recompense. That word recompense I thought was pretty interesting. So I went and uh, copied this out of one of my, uh, I think it was Dr. Gill wrote. He said, the Lord of recompenses, both to the wicked, a just recompense of reward or punishment for their sins, it being just with him to recompense tribulation to them that trouble his people and to the saints, the time of his spiritual reign being the time as to destroy them that destroy the earth, so to give a reward to his servants and the prophets and to the saints and to them that fear his name. So the recompense he's bringing is not just for the enemies of God, but it's also for the servant of God. And so when God comes to bring this, he's saying he's going to bring this recompense, this judgment upon those who would come against my people, against those who love me, those who desire me, and then I'm going to bring a reward to those who love me. I'm going to bring a recompense to them also. And so that's an exciting thing to hold on to. And then finally, he is with me. He is with me. Isaiah 41 and verse number 10. 
Isaiah 41, verse number 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So we're not to fear. Why? Because he is with us. He said, I am with thee. Have you ever been in a situation where you're thankful that God's with you? Whether it be that you've just kissed your loved one goodbye and they're going to go in for a major surgery, and you're like, I, where do I turn? I, I feel sorry. I, I don't know how many times I've sat in hospital waiting area and watched people after people after people come in and you can see them sitting there with no hope. No hope at all on their face. It's just like, you know, we just kind of hope the doctors can, can take care of this. The doctors can do something. Man, I'm so glad that when I walk in, it's like God's got this one way or the other. It may not go my way, but it'll go God's way. And that brings great peace. Matter of fact, if I'm going to pray with you, I prayed with my wife as she was getting ready to have surgery. I just pray, God, your will be done. Your will be done. If it be your will, spare her life, spare her life. But God, you have a perfect will. I want your will done. And so it's good to know that God has a plan and that we can, we can trust him. And even in times of fear, in, t- in times that, that we have all this great concern, we can trust God, for he is with us. What more do we need if God is with us? What, what more can we want if God is with us? Because when you think about it, there's no one else like God. There's, there's no one else. And so whatever I'm facing, I'm glad to know that God is there with me. And, he's, and he tells us, be not dismayed, for I am thy God. So I guess it'd do you good to maybe check and say, is he really my God? And isn't it great to know that I am thy God is a personal relationship? I am thy God. Be not dismayed. I am thy God. And so we have this personal relationship with God. He's saying, look, I've got you. I love you. I care for you. You are mine. I'm going to take care of this. And then he says, I will strengthen thee. Man, I've uh, walked through some times I needed to be strengthened. There's been times I didn't know which way to turn. I didn't know what was, what was ahead, what was going to happen. But I, I know he's there to strengthen me. He's there to help me. He's there to guide me. He's there to lead me. And so it is with all who name the name of Christ. He says, I am thine and thine are mine and you are mine don't be dismayed i'm thy god i will strengthen you i will help you i will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness again if you study scripture much you'll know that the right hand is very significant talks about the power side of god maybe he's a right hander i don't know i'm sure he's ambidextrous Um, but it, it always talks about the right hand being the the hand of might and power, and the right hand of my righteousness. If it's the right hand of his righteousness, I think I ought to be trying to get my righteousness to line up with his righteousness. I think I ought to seek to walk with him. He's my God. He identifies himself as the God that is going to be there for me. He's my God. He's going to strengthen me. He's going to help me. The least I can do is to walk with him, to seek his leading and his guiding in my life. 
He's going to uphold me with his right hand of righteousness. And so I ought to seek to live my life righteously for his glory and for his honor because I need not fear with him by my side. Lord, I love you and I thank you for your great love to me. I'm thankful for the fact that you care about us. I pray to God that we might seek to walk with you, to know you, to have your will done in our lives and in our hearts. Thank you for the fact that you claim us. God, I pray that that would uh, help draw us closer to you, to realize that you claim us, we claim you. What an awesome God, what an awesome relationship we get to enjoy. We need not fear this world, the people in it, are all that Satan could hurl against us because the great and awesome God who you are. We love you. We ask these things in your blessed and most holy name. Amen. Would you stand with me today? We're going to have a word or song of invitation. If God's spoken to your heart, encourage you to come. Brother Jay leads us. praying for Lalo and Kate as they make their trip. Pray for these that are in the prayer area that we've talked about uh, repeatedly today. And then um, Wednesday night, because of, uh, I believe uh, her grandfather's funeral is on Tuesday, I would plan teens just to be in here, okay? So uh, be praying for them as they travel. Other information, ladies got a ladies meeting this week and the teens got an activity uh, coming up. And then the next week is the start of our missions conference. So we have a lot, of, a lot to pray about, a lot to be involved in and be a part of. So Lord bless you for being here. Let's close in a word of prayer. Brother Jim, I love to give you a hard time. Would you close us in a word of prayer?